And welcome everyone to our new episode of Naked Subjects with Gerardo, Giuseppe, and Platano. Uh, this is probably the last episode, I might have said that last time, but uh, I think this is the last episode in which Platano will not be with us. Um, he will be joining us uh, as of mid-June, I believe, when uh, everything opens up again. So uh, best of luck to him and what's going on in his family and uh, the health issues. Uh, he didn't want to expose anyone to any COVID issues. So, um, yep, that's it. Uh, and we'll have him back soon. But meanwhile, we're still rolling uh, because there's a lot going on nowadays. And this country is in real, real turmoil. Um, as if COVID-19 were not enough, we now have the issue of George Floyd, which is really taking over um, the current events. Uh, I don't think I would have to explain much to my audience, uh, but uh, this man was killed by a police officer. Uh, is the guy's name Daniel Ch Chauvin? Chauvin? Mm -hmm. um, kneeling on his neck for a good 10 minutes. Um, it, you know, this is a real, real volatile situation. Um, and I think, uh, Giuseppe, you're in agreement with me as to the egregiousness of this situation. I mean, I don't think anyone in their right mind can really argue what happened there. Uh, it's pretty obvious. And, you know, this is coming from me as a guy who tries to stay as objective as possible in these situations. I'm by no means a social justice, justice warrior or activist of any kind. Um, I even took a lot of flack for the Eric Garner situation um, because I did not believe that Joe Pantaleo's uh, so-called chokehold killed him. I thought it was a yoke. I thought it was a takedown. I thought it was the other police officers that wound up killing Garner, but he also had some, some other health issues going on, which exacerbated the situation. Um, in this case, um, I actually see it as, as significantly worse than the Garner situation, um, because Garner had been fighting with the police. He was a very large man. He was very combative. They had to take him down uh, and then when they were kneeling on him, then all his other health issues uh, became a relevant factor in his demise. In the case of uh, Mr. Floyd, um, you know, from, from my point of view, and I can approach these things from a logistical point of view, from, a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly well versed in martial arts, um, and I would imagine the logic of the police officers is that they were subduing him um, but there were four people on him. He was on his stomach. His hands were behind his back. He was not struggling in any significant way. Um, so I would think it was a, a safe assessment to say that he was very much under control, very much not a threat. He was handcuffed as well. And he was handcuffed, right. So you're on your stomach. You're handcuffed. You're not really fighting back that much. There's already two people kneeling on your back. And you got this one guy kneeling on his neck, Chauvin, right, the, the, the officer that's getting charged with third-degree murder. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even from a, from a martial arts standpoint, I would say, because I'm, I'm sure that in Chauvin's defense, and I'm not the one defending him, but when his day in court comes, I'm pretty certain his lawyers are going to say that his reasoning for kneeling on the neck was to subdue uh, Mr. Floyd. Um, you know, it, it can easily be argued that it was a, a, a very uh, excessive um, tactic to use. And in particular, you know, I'm a, I'm a jujitsu guy, right? So I'll explain something to the audience of, uh, you know, what, what he was doing with his knee. 
Um, there is actually a technique in jiu-jitsu. It's a, you know, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? It's the grappling. Um, and it's called knee in the belly, right? So you can control someone by putting your knee in their stomach around the hip area so that they can't buck up and kick you off. And so what you do is you straighten your back and you concentrate all your weight behind your kneecap. And, it, and if you do it correctly, if you put the proper leverage behind it, it is a tremendous amount of weight. Um, so much so that if you know what you're doing, you can sort of wrap your arm around uh, your opponent's arm and put the knee in the belly and you can actually control him that way when he's on his back where he has a lot more leverage, right? Because he can push off with his feet and you can still control him by putting your knee in, in his belly and hip area. For you to put it in someone's neck when they're on their stomach, uh, it's safe to say that's a tremendous amount of, of overkill. And I would even argue that as a police officer, you would have to know the anatomy of violence somewhat. I mean, that's part of your job. And if your objective was to subdue someone, to put all that weight behind your kneecap on an area like the neck is really a serious thing. I mean, there's all kinds of, you know, injuries that can occur aside from asphyxiation issues or circulation issues, but the neck is obviously a main conduit for oxygen and blood you know, to hit your brain, right? So you, you breathe through the neck, your blood circulates through the neck, you got your carotid artery, you got the jugular vein there. For you to cut those off will put the overall system in a tremendous amount of distress. And for you to do it for that length of time is safe to say that it's unconscionable, right? Even if you were being a tactical guy and said, oh yeah, this guy's going crazy, I'm going to keep him under control, um, you can easily take that same knee... And as tough as this sounds, you could put it on someone's face, right? You can kneel on someone's cheek and the side of their head and put all that weight there. And trust me, they're not going anywhere when you do that. But then in doing so, as uncomfortable as it might be, and you may, you know, cause some contusions or lacerations or things like that, you're not going to be putting all that weight behind a soft tissue area that can really induce death. Now, one of the things that actually concerns me about this is that the medical examiner's report uh, came in. The results came in. And, you know, I spoke to Giuseppe about this, and, you know, he'll, he'll when he gets a chance to talk, he'll uh, elaborate on it himself. But both of us were in agreement. You know, before the, those results came in, we were both kind of saying, oh, my God, I hope, I hope this dude died of asphyxiation. I just assume he did. Die for asphyxiation. You know, I'm. I did not, and I'm going to say why. Um, if you can speak, you can breathe. And and I, I you know, if if you're not a, a person who's been in this situation, the amount of times no, I had, I, I agree with you. I agree with. But there's one caveat to that. Okay, if a person is saying they can't breathe, I don't think they literally mean they can't breathe. I think they mean they're having problems breathing. Their breathing is labored. Yes, they so, can't breathe freely. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So that's what I think he meant. And even though he didn't die from asphyxiation, this is like the old 9-11 argument. You know, the people who believe the conspiracy theories of 9-11 say, well, the fires from the jet fuel uh, were not hot enough to melt the steel. So how did the um, how did the towers collapse? Well, the fires didn't have to burn hot enough to melt the steel. It just had to burn enough. Hot, uh, just had to burn hot enough to weaken the steel, right. which caused it to collapse. Same situation here. Maybe he didn't die from asphyxiation per se, but 
if um, if if there was an there, there was enough um, blockage of blood going to the body, therefore there would have been uh, not enough oxygen to feed the organs. And if this person had medical issues, this could have shut down his organs. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know that I'm ready to argue against that, but um, I don't know. You know, I, I actually personally believe, and I am no doctor, but before you have organ failure, you're going to have loss of consciousness. And he did. That's true. That's true. But, but it, it wasn't asphyxiation. So th- this is the thing, right? Because I'm, 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 I don't want to digress here, right? Uh, the reason I found this concerning or the reason, you know, this, this gave me pause is because... And, and, and it was the same thing in your case, Giuseppe, right? Because we had a conversation about it. Uh, I certainly believe that the knee and the neck was the cause of his death, ultimately. I mean, it caused the system itself to be in enough distress where, in my opinion, he must have gone into some kind of shock. Some, um, some type of trauma. Yeah, right. I mean, from, because, because that's what's going to happen with a knee in your neck like that, Right. Um, but my concern now is that since specifically asphyxiation was not the cause of death, uh, now you put this into the hands of a defense lawyer who's in front of a jury who is there to establish a reasonable doubt. Uh, and my fear now is that if they're slick enough or they're good enough, they may introduce enough reasonable doubt that but there's they- one thing. There's one thing. They charged him. With manslaughter. Now, in, in, in Minnesota, which is where this is, um, it's called murder three slash manslaughter. Now, we don't have murder three in New York, and most states don't have. There are some. Uh, so, effectively, murder three is manslaughter. Okay? Right. So, the definition of manslaughter means you did something, you didn't mean to kill them, but they died. So, he's not being charged with murder. He's being charged with manslaughter, which, in my opinion, based on the, the video and what we know so far... That should be fairly easy. I agree. I agree. Uh, what do you think of the chances of murder, too? I mean, it's too late now, but now that we're speculating, now that we're here. If, if you didn't die from asphyxiation, the murder, too, is out. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and you know, that's, that's why I find it concerning, because then at the end of the day, you know, if, if it's murder in the third degree, I mean, what kind of what time does that charge hold? Depends on the state. Most states, maximum, uh, you know, penalty for our manslaughter would be uh, 10 years. Right. Um, but if you have no, you know, prior record, you could do two or three years, maybe even less, you know, with parole. Yeah. And that's the concerning part of this, right? Because now that asphyxiation is out, uh, I believe that leaves the defense attorney with some level of uh, wiggle room. And that would then mitigate the severity of the charges uh, and then whatever social unrest was caused now, I think, uh, and God forbid this dude get, gets off, but um, I, I don't think he will. Well, I have a theory on that. But okay, all right. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Oh, I'm dying to hear it. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he will get off. But nonetheless, I don't know that the result is going to be satisfactory to the public at large. And already, given the level of unrest that we're experiencing so far, uh, that can create quite a scenario. So with that, I'll now turn it over to Giuseppe and uh, hear some some of his thoughts on it. So what's up, Giuseppe? Yeah, you know, a lot, a lot of people are trying to uh, compare this to Eric Gardner. 
a Garner, and you know, like you said before, there's no, there's very, very little. I don't think there's any comparison um, because he was not resisting arrest. From the video I saw, he, the reason why he was on the floor is because he actually fell. Right. I saw a video from a distance where it looked like he tripped on the on the curb. Okay, when they were trying to put him in the in the, in the police car, um, so that's why he was um, on the floor, um, and he was already handcuffed. Uh, so and he was on his stomach. So with, with the Eric Garner case, um, the police officer, you know, he was not, uh, Garner was not handcuffed. Police officer um, had to take him down with the, with the chokehold, okay? In this case, um, the perpetrator was already down. He was on his stomach. He had, uh, you know, handcuffs on. I don't, I, didn't, I don't understand the reason for having to put your knee on his neck for eight minutes. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, if a person is saying, you know, I can't breathe, yes, I understand that if you say you can't breathe, you're, you could breathe. However, I think when people say that, that they mean is I'm, I'm, I can't breathe freely or I'm, I'm laboring in my, in my breathing. So I think even at that point, he was having some kind of medical episode. And if you're a police officer and you've already known what happened with Eric Garner, why wouldn't you at the very least just take your knee off? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, I'm not even saying, you know, he should un, you know, unhandcuff him or lift him up or anything like that. Just take your knee off and just at least administer, you know, watch it, look at him, see, you know, if you see any signs. So, you know, and he was looking straight into the camera. The people that were um, videoing, he was looking straight into the camera. Yeah. Sadistically. Yeah. That's why I, I have a theory that this was not an ordinary you know, rogue cop. Well, what do you mean? Well, as you guys who listen to this podcast know, you think, I, you know, I think the, the coronavirus thing was a hoax, okay? We had a 0.001% death rate, um, and um, the whole thing was perpetrated in order to tank the economy, in order to hurt Trump. This came on the heels of the great Russia hoax, which is now... Wait, hold on, hold on, let, let, let the sirens go by. And folks, I have to say, uh, just just for anyone listening, we live in New York City, and uh, we're just going to plow through the whole siren thing because we are in the middle of this uh, uh, George Floyd situation, and the sirens have pretty much been constant. Yeah, uh, I'm actually in an area like where there's been like looting within a mile really? of where we are right now. Yeah, uh, on, on Nostrand, uh, I think between Nostrand and Flatbush, mm -hmm. we're we're in Brooklyn. Uh, so yeah, so there's been looting, uh, my library a few blocks away has, has, has been, you know, there's been some damage there. And no books. There's been a lot of, no, no books, no books. <laughs> just a lot of, just a lot of protesting, a lot of angry people. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. So you have the, the Russia hoax, which is now unraveling. Okay. Um, people like Schiff are being put under oath, uh, and, and being asked, did you have, uh, other evidence that Trump colluded with the Russians? And they said, no. But this contradicts what they said in public when they weren't weren't under oath. So just as um, the impeachment for the um, Russia hoax failed, we have this 0.001% um, death rate for this uh, mysterious coronavirus. And then just as that is easing up, oh, what a coincidence. We have a totally sadistic cop looking into the camera with a black man on his stomach, handcuffed, with his knee in his uh, neck. 
for eight minutes. Giuseppe, that was masterful. The way you, t- <laughs> the way you tied those two things in. He actually managed to tie in Corona and George Floyd. So what what is, what is the link here? I'm sorry. Uh, the link is because as usual, you're making my fucking head explode. This so is now the, this I, is this I, is the uh, continue this is the continual um, uh, conspiracy uh, to try to destroy the Trump presidency, and it's from the deep state. Um, wow. dur- during these during these <laughs> during these riots, okay, there were uh, white men with masks, and this is one of them was caught on video. With masks and earphones, with a umbrella and a hammer, and he was going around just smashing windows. Is this the guy that they claimed might have been a, a Minnesota police officer? Yes. Okay. By the way, that is not substantiated. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on on well, record. I, I never. I I, I, I I don't know who he is. Yeah. I never said he was a police yeah. officer. I, I looked into it. A lot of people were sort of putting this picture of a police. Why officer. Why would it be a police officer anyway? If it's the deep state. Because, you know, they were saying that he was in some way trying to sort of agitate the crowd and make them right. more volatile right. so that the police then have more of an excuse to come in and mm, kick some more, no, you know. No, these, these were deep state operatives. Okay. Um, and it, he, was, he was just the only one that got caught on, on camera, on video. But uh, I, again, I'm going to say I don't. I don't think it was that cop because they they said it was that cop. But it's basically because I, I, I never said it was. That it was cop. another white guy with a mask. All right, go ahead. So so, but you're saying that guy with the umbrella was a deep state operative, right? Smashing uh, windows. Correct. Uh huh. Correct. And um and the purpose being was to um you know uh, start these race riots in order to again lay it all on the feet of uh, of uh, President Trump. Um, in addition, you have pallets of bricks just magically appearing near these riots if this is if this is truly a um a spontaneous outburst of anger by the oppressed um how do pallets of bricks just magically appear in in the riot area and who are these operatives who are these people going around who are these white guys with with masks and, and earphones going around just smashing uh, windows. And by the way, that that building that he was smashing, that was an auto zone, that, that caught on fire and somebody died. Mm. Wow. So Ooh, who uh, died? I don't know. I don't know who it was who died. Okay. But um, so it, it, if 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 this police officer gets off, is or if he commits suicide, quote unquote, um, there's no doubt in my mind that this was a deep state operation. All right, so let me let me address these these issues for you, right? Um man, I don't know if Occam's razor is the right reference, but uh but I, you, you might correct me if 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 I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a sort of theory in science and critical thinking that says the simplest explanation tends to be the truest. Right. So here you are Giuseppe saying that okay, this guy could be a deep state operative uh and then you're, you know, connecting it to uh Oh, to, to, to the bricks, right? Now, I'm, I'm going to address those two things specifically so we don't wind up uh, digressing here too much, right? Um, so in the case of that guy smashing the windows, right, and so he's this white guy doing this, um, you can say he's a deep state operative, but for me, it's just as reasonable to conclude that he was basically like one of these Antifa people. And we're going to talk about them in, in a little while too, right? But you're you're talking about uh you know white kids who are basically um anarchists right 
They have that sort of anarchist philosophy, that anarchist mentality. They've got a ton of angst. Um, and I've talked about this before, and you may, you know, the audience may or may not agree with me, but I see this sort of, you know, uh, uh, subsection of white people who are very disenfranchised. Uh, I think they're bored. They're the product of, 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 uh, of first world pampering, you know, uh, and so... They drink a lot of soy milk. Right, right, you know, all, all that stuff, and, you know, it's the PETA crowd or whatever, and... Um, you know, these are people without a cause, right? They're, they're, they, they need something to believe in. They need something to rebel against. They have this thing inside them, this angst that, that creates this rage. And so they always want to go out and demonstrate how rebellious they are and how much they're willing to fight the good fight or whatever. So I believe it's people like that. And you see this. I mean, this has been shown time after time. A lot of the property damage that's being done, a lot of the crazy shit that's being done, it's this Antifa-type crowd and they're out there, and they're the ones, you know, I've, I've seen them in the own demonstration, in, in the demonstrations in my own area. They're on the front lines. They're the ones yelling at the police Jerry, and how racist be, they are. Let, let's say just for the sake of head argument. Let's say, it's head out of the book. I'm sorry. Head out of the book. <laughs> let's say just for the sake of argument that you're correct, that th these guys were Antifa. That doesn't negate my point. There's nothing to say that the deep state can't employ Antifa. But there's also nothing to say that this just can't be some angry white kid that wants to, you know, prove, you know, his street cred and prove, you know, how much a man of the people he is. And he's going to he go out and fight the one. man. He was just the only one that was caught on video. There are others. But all, all I'm saying is that... that it could be Antifa. And, or, or, and, or, or even not Antifa specifically, but just, you know... Angry, disenfranchised, uh, bored white kids okay. who just feel like they got to go out and kick some ass. And, I mean, and, you, you, you know, I've I've seen uh, in light of all the things that that are that are going on right now, uh, it's basically people speaking to the idea that all these you know minorities and brown people are going out there and wrecking shit and you know and, and ruining things. And so then they'll give examples of, of 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 white kids who basically burn vehicles and cause riots over sports games, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you take that same crowd or that same mentality or that same demographic, that same type of individual, and they want to just sort of hop on board here, right? They're bored. They need something. They need to fucking wave the pitchforks and torches, and they, they, they found their cause. And so now they're going to go out there, and they're going to wreak some havoc, right? And so now you're speaking about the bricks that, that materialize, mm -hmm. right? Why couldn't it be that they themselves were like, you know what? Let's get some fucking bricks from a construction site. Who's that? Those same people. The Antifa. Yeah. Or, or the angry white kids, right? And they're just going to go on and be like, okay, we're going to go to such and such location. I'll bring a couple of fucking boxes or barrels or whatever of bricks and rocks and shit that we can throw and just have it available so when it's time, you know... It's basically logistics, mm -hmm. right? You know you're going to be at a certain lo location. You know that you're going to stage a protest. So get some bricks over there. Get some fucking slingshots. Get some rocks. Get some whatever bottles and Molotov cocktails and shit like that and just go to town. So why couldn't it be that? I mean, it, it could be, but it's just too too many coincidences. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like saying, you know, it's like saying, you know, like we had this debate one time for you, know, people win lotteries. Yeah, they win lotteries, but... When you win it three times in a row, something nah, is nah, rigged. Nah, nah, that, that's, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make that equation. And I'm going to state for the record, you do believe in Bigfoot, right? There's more evidence for Bigfoot. <laughs> so you got Bigfoot. You got DNA. You got conspiracy theories. You know what I mean? 
And, uh, uh, you know, with all this unrest that's going on and with the COVID and all that, I, I have to ask you honestly, you're, uh, you know, you're a born-again uh, Christian. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Would that be the correct thing to that's say? Correct. All right. And uh, do you believe that we're in the middle of a sort of, uh, I don't know, apocalyptic kind no, of scenario? No, no. <laughs> and, 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 that, and that has been, that, that my church has been talking about that. Uh -huh. and, and, and we've had some preaching on that. And, you know, I'm usually the first one on the bandwagon for that. And and I and when Obama was president, I was positive we were in the last days. Oh, boy. Um, but I'm not even going to get into that based on what happened last episode. Right. So I'm just so, I'm getting off the O thing. I, and, uh, and it, so I, I just I just don't think that this is it. I mean, really, if, if a point zero, you know, when I when I read Revelation, OK, and they talk about, you know, uh, the plagues and the wars they talk about 20% of the world population dying. Did 20% of the world population die with COVID? Not yet. Okay. So Not yet. Not yet my ass. Um so the, you know so this is you know it's 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 hyperbole. Hmm. Wow, you know I'm surprised you said that because I had like this whole scenario in my mind of you like sitting there and you know praying to God and uh and saying Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready for the end, and if uh, you give me a signal of some kind, if you speak to me, I will take those liberals out. I'll take them out. I'll be a warrior for you. And then, like, in the middle of your prayer, all of a sudden you'll hear, Giuseppe, it is time. Take out every liberal you see. And then you'll be like, yes, Lord, yes. Get some. Go out like fucking Tony Montana. Uh, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, but back I guess to, I guess back that's to reality. I guess that's I guess that's not the case. Back to reality. All right. uh, um, the 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 Russia hoax is unfolding in front of our eyes. Uh, okay. Okay. And ma miraculously, it's not in the news. Well, other things take over. That's how well, the other things take. Yeah, the the the, uh, the the coup d'état of a president of the United States. You know, that's not really that important because other things took. Yeah, it <laughs> took over because your your crap is being exposed. Who's crap? Talking to me, motherfucker. Not you personally, but <laughs> you know right. the, the people who were trying to take down Trump. Their their garbage is 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 being exposed, and they need other things to hide it. You know, I'm still not going to buy that that conspiracy thing because uh, well, with the with the Russian hoax. Yeah, that, 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 that that's all over oh, the news. Oh no 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 no. That's I mean, all over the news. No, that's not even debatable at this point. No no, I'm I'm not saying that I believe in the Russian hoax and you know the the Russian interference in our election. No no, but I'm saying I'm saying the 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 FBI agents that um that used the FISA uh, warrants based on a dossier that was made by right by that's, a, a Hillary. That's, yeah, that's uh that's that's not even debatable anymore. Right, and and, and Schiff is has been and, and others who have claimed that they have other evidence in the, when they were speaking to the media are now under oath saying no, we don't. Yeah, I'm, so they lied. I'm, yeah, they I, lied. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing whether they lied okay. or not. I'm just saying other things are now. You know, uh, uh, in modern culture, we have this sort of ADD thing going on, right? What what's big news now? You know, even even. You know, I, I had intended for this episode that, you know, maybe we would talk more about Ahmaud Ar Arbery and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I it's it's all very relevant. And I actually want to talk about that also in, in a minute. But things are happening so fast now. Even that has become like outdated news. Yeah. You know, we're not, now we can't get our fucking episodes out fast enough because <laughs> everything we talk about is old within like a matter of fucking 72 hours. Right. You know, 
Um, and so now we got this thing, and then just like this, right? You a month from now, there'll be some other shit going exactly. on. Exactly. Okay. Be another, there, there'll but be another. Is, there'll is be that, another thing to take that try to take down Trump. So the the, the 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 Russian hoax didn't work. The coronavirus hoax didn't work. Now they're trying the old tried and true racial uh, problems. Okay. So now if this doesn't work, they'll have something else. And what, and and as a backup. That's why they have the the um, the uh, mail-in voting because the mail-in voting is the because be- because remember illegal votes that's that, apparently that wasn't enough for them to win the election so now they have to have the mail-in voting because if you're against mail-in voting you want people to die but it's okay to protest um, George Floyd's death because people are not going to die from that right if you could protest and riot and loot George Floyd's uh, death then you could vote. I mean, let, but, but let, let's back this up a little bit, right? All I'm saying is that I don't believe that these things were fabricated per se. I just think that... So the, you don't think that, that the Russian hoax was fabricated? No, I'm not talking about the Russian hoax. All right, so, you, so we'll, at least we're in agreement that that was a deep state plot to... Yeah, to, I, never, I, never, I, I never bought into that. You know? And, and I, would, I, I wouldn't even go so far as to say it was deep state. I just think that his political opponents... These you, were people in the FBI... That's the definition they were, of deep state. But they, but they were political opponents. In other okay. words, it was so it political was, opponents was, in in the bureaucracy is deep state. All right, um, <laughs> it, but it's it's a dramatic turn. But basically, you had FBI people whose personal uh, opinions and emotions FBI and and, and people. And, yeah, Comey was the head of, of the, the FBI. FBI. Right. But it he, wasn't just some a couple of rogue FBI agents. He didn't like Trump, right? Or, or you know, he had certain political inclinations, and so those factored into. So you don't like the word deep state. Everything you're describing is deep state, but you don't just don't like the word. Okay, call it something. Call it bananas. So the bananas <laughs> try to take out Trump, right? Because you don't like the word deep state. I like the bananas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with bananas. Um, but you know, it's just like when you're saying, you know, deep state. You're, you're, you know, there's a sort of implication of this invisible figure that is sort of pulling all these strings. Well, it's not a figure per se. It's the bureaucracy. It's the bureaucracy, okay. right? It's, and, it's, it's many people, and it was who, po- it was politicized. Who, you know, to to again, to, by to, definition, that's what deep state does. All right, okay? all right. So, um, so. So when I was growing up and I heard all these conspiracy theories about the CIA killing John F. Kennedy and this and that, you know, I didn't believe it. Why? Because it was all coming from the left. Because the left are like the deep state. They're in bed with the, the industrial complex, the military industrial complex. And, you know, um, Kennedy wanted to get us out of the Vietnam War. He wanted to put us back on the gold standard and blah, blah, blah. And the, and the deep state took him out. I was like, this is a bunch of, you know, liberal malarkey. And then in the, in the late 80s and the 90s, I heard same leftists saying that the CIA is selling drugs. And I'm like, why would, why would the CIA sell Hold drugs? Hold on, I'm let the siren go by. Shit is pretty hot around here. Yeah. This is fucking Brooklyn, baby. It says, why, why would the CIA sell drugs? None of this makes any sense to me. Well, now it makes all the sense in the world. The you, what the Kennedy stuff with the CIA and the drugs or yeah or? I mean the, the the drug thing is how they fund their operations that are you know are not sanctioned by the federal government okay and so tying that into our current events um, I just think that you know I, I guess our 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 difference in perspective is that 
I almost feel like you're suggesting that this was orchestrated was. by by the deep state. And what I'm suggesting is that look at look at look at um. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish, right? And what I'm suggesting is that these things happen, and I'm not arguing that either the either the media or a lot of politicians are then manipulating these things that occur to their own ends, right? Because you see it happening now, right? So so you have this cop, he kneels on 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 George Floyd's neck. And I see people blaming Trump. I see people blaming, pe- you know, people who really have, have nothing to do with that. I don't think Trump supports the cop who is kneeling in any way, shape, or form. In fact, didn't Trump condemn this? Or, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, but people don't want to see that because they just turn this into their own narrative, which I feel is the problem. Now, is that deep state? I don't think that's deep state. I just think it's a public that lacks critical thinking skills. Uh, and I think this is a collective problem that afflicts both the right and the left, and people, well, you know... The two, the two are not mutually um, um, exclusive. You could have a public who lacks deep thinking skills, and that's where the, the deep state goes to work. Mm, I just think the public follows its narratives based on its own, on its own feelings. And its own feelings? Oh, so you, or, or, you think that the public just said, no, COVID, um, coronavirus is dangerous. Let's stop working. No, it was the media barrage that, oh, it's how it's deadly and it's killing everybody. Everybody's dying. Um, a, lot same of thing. People, a lot of people were dying. Oh, yeah, there's so many. And, 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 and with the... Um, we're up to 100,000 so far, right? Yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a little bit... And, and that's the padded numbers. That's the people who died with, with um, coronavirus, not of coronavirus. Okay. okay. All so, right. So, you know, you, you have that, you have the, you know, when, when the, the Russian hoax was going on, people are like, yeah, he's, a, he's an operative. This is coming, this is, it's, 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 it's laughable because the, ter- the, the accusations of treason and being a Russian operative, this is coming from the left. Now, I'm 50 years old. I've been following politics since 1980. I was about 10 years old. And it was the Democrats, it was the left that was enamored with the Soviet Union. It was the left that was enamored with all of our enemies. And all and now that the Soviet Union is no longer communist, all of a sudden the Russians are the bad guys? Where the hell were you guys in the 80s when they were actually pointing nuclear missiles at us? Right. So this this is this is you know so it's it's laughable. So now you have this so so that failed and now at the very heels of it, at the very heels it, it was literally when did they have the um the the impeachment um well, wasn't it the at the end of uh, February? Yeah, or the end of uh, uh, oh no, it was it was at the end of uh, January, right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And it was at the beginning of February where all this chatter started with the coronavirus. And now, um, New York City on June eighth is going to probably be the last city. To Isn't open. it the fifteenth? Well, they moved it up to the eighth. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, all right. uh, as far as I know. So n- now they, um, uh, New York City is going to be the last city to open up. And oops, we got another black man who was uh, killed on video um, by a white police officer. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry. I just I just can't can't buy the idea that this was orchestrated. I just I can buy the idea that this incident was used to certain ends. I just think it's uh it's 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 a little contrived to imagine that this whole thing was was orchestrated, right? Um, but. Moving on, 
because I do want to talk about the reaction, right? Because then that's a whole other issue that comes up, right? So you have George Floyd dies, and then boom, we are we are in the midst of some of some serious shit now. I mean, these demonstrations are getting increasingly violent. Uh, yeah, many many people have died. People have lost businesses over this, and all the support that was behind um, this poor man dying is lost. I don't I don't agree with that. I, I think do. he still has a tremendous amount of support. I but in saying that, I'm, I'm no because I, now the focus is totally on the rioters and the looters. You know, it's it, nobody's even talking about this guy's death anymore. Well, so here let's get into a conversation about that, right? And let's not try to get triggered, right? Uh, because I'm really trying to stay as objective as I can about this. And I myself have gotten into numerous debates with, with people, right? So my wife is, is, is black, and we've spoken about this. And, you know, she will tell me that I basically have the experience of a white guy, right? So even though I'm Hispanic, um, I don't look that Hispanic. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a fluent Spanish speaker, the whole thing. Right. I don't look like a like a white, white guy. Um, but, you know, you look Mediterranean. I look Mediterranean. Right. So even Sp- even Hispanic people mistake me for Italian a lot of times. So that's that's my appearance. Right. That's that's the way that's the way I look. So that being the case, my experience is not the same experience as a black person. Right. And, you know, a couple months ago we had a Ricky the Hood guru in here. And I thought that was a pretty eye opening situation. Right. So now you have all this civil unrest and all these things going on. And a lot of times my contention has been um, obviously I stand against the indiscriminate violence and the indiscriminate looting because I find it to be ultimately counterproductive. Right. Uh, It detracts from your cause and it kind of takes away the moral platform you're operating on, because if what you're saying is, well, we're in such rage because these innocent black people are being targeted for violence on the part of the police. Um, so what happens if you wind up doing damage to an innocent person who's actually supporting you, supporting the black people's rights, equally angry about what's happening with the police, but you're ruining their business, you know, you're doing damage to their livelihood, and so you have another... Or in- you've killed them. Or you've killed them, right? So you know, One of the arguments that liberals love to use about why we shouldn't kill terrorists is because, oh, well, you're going to kill innocent people and you're going to create more terrorists. Well, now you've just created more people that are against um, the whole Black Lives movement and, and these people who cry racism all the time. You're talking about the people who are looting and, yeah. and, 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 and doing property damage and yeah. all that. Um, so the counterpoint to that, and I'm not saying this is my counterpoint, but when I get into, into discussions with people about this, because, you know, it's even the premise of this podcast, right? We don't, we don't steer away from potentially controversial discussions. But what they, what they will say to me, and what was the case when we were interviewing uh, uh, Ricky, um, was that black people are going to have a different experience out there than white people do at the hands of police. And so what you have now is this sort of pent-up rage that gets expressed via these acts of, of anger, you know? Uh, and these are things that I myself may not experience, and I guess some people get put off by the idea that even though I don't experience what black people go through, I can now sit there in judgment and say, oh, you know, what you're doing here is wrong. And even if it is wrong, 
it brings up a, 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 a tricky situation, right? So, you know, what black people will often argue, and this is something that I want to kind of take a look at here, right? So you had this thing that happened with, with George Floyd, and it happened to be caught on video, right? Mm -hmm. So the thing that happens is now that you see what's actually going on, it becomes a much more poignant thing. It's much more dramatic. You see him begging for his life. You're basically watching a man die, and how is that not going to affect you deeply, right? I know that for me, it was actually a tough thing to watch, just the length of it. You know, the whole, I, I couldn't mean, watch the whole thing. I mean, when he was, you know, the, the people said that he was, you know, crying for his mother. I, could, I didn't even want to see that part. Yeah, it was, I mean, I, I, like I told you before, I don't like to see people like suffocating to death or burning to death. It's just or drowning. Yeah, drowning. so, so it's not something I. You know. So it's 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 a tough thing to watch, but then it also begs the question: What if there was no video? Right. Yeah, but we had this discussion before. So if I'm a criminal, you think I'm going to say, "Yeah, I did it"? What 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 do you what do you mean? You're saying if there was no video, would we have known the truth? Well, if there was no video of. Joe Schmo killing uh, John Smith. Would we have known the truth? But the point I'm trying to make <laughs> the, the the point I'm trying to make here is that how often does it happen when there is no video? That's that's what I'm trying to say, right? Because we could sit here and say and and sort of you know uh, uh, discount the experience of black. How persons. often does what happen? Does does an unjust death happen? Yeah, or you know yeah, or well, something like this, right? Because. Had there been no video, you just say, well, you know, listen, we had this guy in custody. He fought back. We were subduing him. He had a heart attack. That's that. Boom. End of story. Yeah, you know, kind of awkward, kind of whatever. But but it may very well be that there would be no charges of any kind, and this guy would still have his job. And so then that begs the question. And and I'm pretty sure— well, that's, that's Wait, wait, wait. Not... Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of black people would agree with me. Whether it's true or not, I'm not going to speak to mm -hmm. because, how you know— all of us, and that's something I think we all have to recognize, any of us can only have a limited view of the truth, right? Right, I'm glad you it, said it, that. I want to expand it, on that, but go ahead. Okay, yeah, so, you know, a black person will say, well, you don't, you don't live like, a, like, like the life of a black person. You don't know how often this happens. We have to deal with this shit all the time, and there's so many of us that die this way, and it just, it just slips through the cracks, and nobody knows about it, and nobody complains, and nobody whatever. Now, I can't speak to that, right? Um... Which then makes this a more difficult thing to deal with because I can't say yes or no. I can't say well. well here, they... Here's here's my answer to that. Okay. okay? When uh, when I was a kid, um, you know, as a teenager, and we used to get into fights. Um, you know, my friends were around. You know, assuming it was a fair fight, one on one. After the fight, me and my friends would sit around talking about it. Okay. In the army, we did this too. This was called an AAR, after action review. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, oh, and, oh, and Giuseppe getting into fisticuffs in the streets of fucking Williamsburg. All right, and uh, and and you did it. Why? And and you know, you're a martial artist. You know, maybe you might not agree with me 100 percent because you know you're more trained in it, so your mind might be a little bit more focused. But the average person, when they're in a fight, they're not able to apprehend and understand everything that is going on. I mean, haven't you ever been in a fight where you were winning, but you didn't feel like you were winning? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now stop. All the time. Okay. That's the point of an after-action review. What what went right? What went wrong? You know, I, I remember I was having a fight with this one kid one time, and uh, the fight went, you know, the fight went on for like 15 minutes, 
it was, you know, it was, it was continuous street fight. And I started off by jumping around and jumping, you know, like, you know, going in and out. And, you know, I was pretty much, you know, getting the best of him um, the first half of the fight. But the second half, I was exhausted because I started off by, you know, jumping around, yeah. you know. So now I was exhausted. And, but, I, you know, I, I didn't want to give up. And, you know, we were still punching each other. We'd come together, punch, punch, punch. You know, we'd back off, punch, punch, punch. But I don't know how many of my punch landed successfully and hurt him. And I don't remember... Because at this point, my, my adrenaline is pumped up. I don't know how, ma how many of his punches land on me successfully. So by the end of the fight, um, but you know, after about 15 minutes, I was, I was like, listen, I'm done. You won. I said, but if you ever lay your hands on my brother again, I'll kill you. And then when we walked away, one of my friends was like, why did you tell me you won? He says, you were kicking his ass. <laughs> now, it didn't seem like that to me at the time. Now, yeah, when you're tired, it's it's fucked up. Yeah. And I can say that as a fighter. That 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 If you haven't, like, fought... In a, for lengthy periods of time like that, you know, I would tell people, like, in my competitive fights, like, you know, sometimes you'll watch people on TV and, you know, you, your favorite boxer might be getting his ass kicked and you're like, come on, just yeah. fucking punch him back. What the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. Punch him back. It's like, dude, you don't know what it's like to be in there. Like, I've been in there and you get so tired that, like, not pissing your pants takes energy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you feel like your bladder is starting to weaken and everything's mm -hmm. just going to fuck it. Like, your system just fucking crashes, mm -hmm. you know? And I've won fights and had my arms raised, and I'm not even happy. I just want to fucking leave and fucking lay down so, somewhere. So the, so the point the point I'm trying to make is is that if, you're in, if you are in the, in the thick of something, you're not going to... It's true. The people who are watching are not going to feel the punches that you're punching and, and, and feel the fear that you're fearing... But at the same time, you're not seeing what they're seeing. Okay. So while I agree with black people 100% that because I'm not black, I can't see what they see because they're not white, you don't see what we see. Right. That's, that's the whole crux of the problem. <laughs> what do you mean? What problem? I, you know, the, the, the whole... No, their argument is, is that, you know, this is the truth and it's the truth because I'm black and I experience it and you, can, you are not allowed to have an opinion on it because you're not black. Bullshit. Well, I, have well, I have a different perspective. Me, I'm seeing things that you're not seeing. Let me counter because that. You're black. Let me counter that. Is the problem that you're not accepting? In other words, what you're saying is they're angry because you're not, you know, saying that their version of the truth is the absolute truth. No, no, no. I'm not even saying that. I mean, they you kind of are. No, I'm, what I'm saying is that they may be going through what they're say they're going through. But they're still winning in other areas. When was the last time a bunch of white people rioted when a, when a white person was killed? Never. At least not in my lifetime. Okay? Um, how many times can, can, how many times do you know that a black person picks up the phone and says, sorry, we're not hiring any more black people in, in 2020. And you can get away with it. Not too many. Right. So you got to look at the whole picture. But then if you look at the whole picture, you're also looking in a, at historical context. No, we're not looking at historical. We're looking about right now. Right now. If you want to look at historical context, let's look at historical context. But wait, 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 wait. So so if you're looking at right now, you still have to look at the conditions that, that, that created the right now. And it was right now right. does not exist and, in and a that's vacuum. What, and that's what I want to talk so, about. But, that's what, but, but, so but, let's start with black um, crime statistics, okay? So um, black people complain, well, we're profiled. We're stopped more often. People follow us around the um, around the store. Uh, nobody wants to open up businesses in black neighborhoods. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As you could see from the riots, now you know. Okay? So blacks are 12% of the population, 
And when you and you when you take the the, the crime statistics of murder, rape, and robbery, they're committing forty nine percent of those crimes. Now the 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 stats get even uglier. Um, if you'll give me a second, because I think we could all admit, I think we could all agree that all blacks, all twelve percent, are not committing that forty nine percent, right? Okay, ninety percent of the crime is committed by men. So black men make up roughly about 6% of the population. So 0.49 times 0.90, now you have 44%. So 44% of the crime is caused by 6% of the population. But again, all black men are not committing crimes. So what's the stat on that? It's usually between 18 and 26. Now find out what the percentage of that is. That's about four, That's about uh, 2%. So they're committing 85% of the crime. So multiply that by 0.85. So now you have a little bit less than 2% of the population causing 37% of murder, rape, and robbery. So if you, if this is everyone's experience when dealing with young black men, now you have to say, well, I can't, just like... Black people assume that any altercation between a white person and a black person must be racism. Now you can't blame white people for, or, or not even white people, but Asian people, Hispanic people, Indian people, anybody who, who, who has been a victim of black crime, you can't blame them for profiling. You know, I'm going to agree that profiling is probably an, an instinctive aspect of, of, of the human psyche, but I'm also going to say this and I'm not disputing anything that you're saying. I'm not disputing your stats, and I'm not disputing the reality of it. What I am saying is that this this is why I feel this to be such a complex problem, right? Right. Because then what you'll have is a lot of that rage um, is going to come from black men who have pulled themselves out of the negativity, right? So they they do they don't indulge in a criminal lifestyle. Their values and they are, get profiled. And they get profiled. Okay, now look at you. You're a white Hispanic male married to a black woman. I would I would say you're not racist at all. Um, you know you're very moderate in most of your opinions. But um, if you are in an altercation with a black person, what do you think most people are going to think? Racism. So you're being profiled. I'm being profiled. I told you about that story with my ex-girlfriend who was black. Um, I was hungry. She wasn't feeding me. I got angry at her. What'd she say to me? You, didn't, you wouldn't talk like that to me if I, if I wasn't black. No, you're a woman and you're supposed to feed me. So any altercation <laughs> has nothing to do with race. Any altercation between a black person and a white person automatically means racism. That's profiling as well. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I, what, what, I, what I, you know, it goes back to what I said before, right? Therein lies the crux of the problem, right? Because then what you have is this whole subsection of black people, of black men, and if they get profiled, right? Because already, you, you know, these guys... I know what you're saying. They're being blamed for something they, for didn't, something do. they didn't do. But there are and, how many white people are being blamed for racism that they didn't do it? Right. But that's... So that, it's a double-edged sword. So that's that, what I'm saying. That, but that, that, The AAR, the after-action review. I could see things that you can't see because you're in the struggle. Right. And vice versa. Right. Right. And, I, and so, I, I, I'm so, not disagreeing. And, and I think the problem comes here, this, this rage comes in from, you know, the issue of acknowledgement. And that's where I feel like... Acknowledge like, like, what? Acknowledge what the other person 
is going through. Um, right? I don't, it depends on what you're saying, what, what they got, because there are people who say that, that black people live in ghettos because of racism. That's BS. Nobody's living in a ghetto because of racism, okay? Uh, black people are getting shot by cops because of racism. That's BS. 98% of blacks are not being shot by cops because of racism. So when you say, you know, um, you know, I don't acknowledge, what is it that you're asking me to acknowledge? Is there racism? Absolutely there's racism. But it's not as easily quantifiable as it was 100 years ago, 150 years ago. We, just like I was telling a friend of mine, we've passed a whole, whole host of civil, not only civil rights laws to, um, to, to prevent and to, um, to punish um, out and out racism, but we've also made it so that we can give um, black people and other minorities a special helping hand, like affirmative action, where we discriminate against uh, white men, like uh, set-aside contracts for minorities and women. From a, so when people say there's a systematic racism, the term system means the government. That means that there are, there are laws in place that are stopping you from progressing. They don't exist. Are there people in the government and outside the government who might be racist, who might, you know, trip you up on your way to, 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 to being successful? Absolutely. But that's not I think, But you know what? I think, I think at this point, we have to acknowledge that the racism that occurs is going to occur at that level, right? So at what level? I'm, the, the, what you just described, right? So what you just basically described, and I'm in agreement with you, right? A tremendous amount of progress has been, na- has been made in terms of legal racism, and a lot of effort has... Systematic systemat- racism. Right. Well, I'm, There's I'm, no such thing as systematic racism. I'm, I'm, I'm about to make a distinction here, right? Okay. You have legal racism, right? And we have made a tremendous amount of progress. So in that sense, I would disagree if people say, oh, we're regressing or whatever. No, I don't think we're re- regressing. We're advancing, right? As society progresses, uh, uh, we've made it harder and harder to legally discriminate against people of, of a different race, mm-hmm. Right. So progress has been made. But then, you know, human nature is a tricky thing. So even though it's not legal to legally discriminate against someone, you still have the, the, the shit that happens anyway. The shit that doesn't necess- is not legally quantifiable as easily. And so that's where it occurs. Right, but right? Nobody, no, so, so, so wait, 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 hold on. Hold on, let me just say, you, 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 there's no way you're going to convince me that you're holding back 40 million people because of, uh, you know, some white people who don't like black people. No, but uh, I can tell you, and I've said this before, you know, my wife uh, worked for a long time in the television industry, and it was real, man. I mean, the, the, the racism there was a very, very real But she real had a thing. job, right? She had a, a job. A hundred years ago, she wouldn't have a job. Right. So progress has been made. Progress has been made. But, so, but so, they, wait, wait, hold so on. Hold on. Wait, 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 living let me, in the let me, ghetto. Nobody, if not, you're on welfare, it's not because of racism in the corporate world. Let me, let me, let, let me speak. She, she did have to deal with real instances of racism that really affected her income. They affected her pocketbook. They affected uh, uh, the, her chances for career advancement. Uh, her white counterparts got treated very, very differently. And, you know... This is this is a reality of of human nature, and I would tell her that you know, uh, and I wasn't trying to discount it because it was fucked up. It was really fucked up. It was stuff that w- that would make you really angry, really egregious examples of it that were very hard for you to like nail someone down and take them to court or make them lose their their job over it. But the reality also remains, right? If you're in an industry and you're Italian, right, 
And, you know, you got a bunch of Italian family and friends and, you know, contacts and things like that. And then, uh, you know, a Russian guy comes in. And you have the option of giving the contract to an Italian guy or a Russian guy. And this Italian guy is someone you may have some distant social connection to, some cultural connections to, whatever. He's probably going to get the job. And that's not necessarily you know? racism. Right. I mean, it, you, you, but you can argue that it's, that it's discrimination of some kind. And you could also reverse it, right? If it was a black-owned business and you're a white person and, you know, and... and, and, and and the person who owns that business doesn't look as kindly upon white people as they do upon their own, you know. That's a good. You, that, you, that's, you, that's a good. That's a good point. I was just about because I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm an accountant by trade, right? Am I allowed to say that? Mm, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are. You are. Um, uh, so um, yeah, I have uh, minority clients, and I'm willing to tell you that I'm fifty to fifty-five percent sure that most of the minority clients I have chose me over other minority accountants. Why? Be- because of the, 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 the white supremacist mentality that has been <laughs> dug into black people's brains. I mean, it doesn't just happen, you know, it, 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 just look at the, the, the pageant industry, you know, when, when, they, when, they do, when they do Miss Universe or, or, or whatever. Look at all the people from all the different parts of the world. You know, I like to watch with my wife thinking, oh, I'm going to see some exotic, beautiful women. They all have some kind of like Caucasian features and doesn't matter where they're from, and those are the ones that are always uh, chosen to be at the top. Right. Th- th- those th- that type of racism or that type of white supremacist mentality is deeper than anything we're talking about with 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 cops and this and that. But but hold on, hold on. So here's what I'm saying, right? So given that, then it would stand to reason that the uh, someone in a in a in, in the police force would be susceptible to that same mentality. Then you also couple that maybe with their daily experience, right? And that's why I'm saying this gets very tricky, right? So you you put yourself in the position of a cop, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say you already are not, you know, the brightest out there, right? And I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not decrying cops. I'm not saying they're dumb or whatever. But let's say you're just you're, you're not a fucking brain surgeon, right? Mm-hmm. So you're out there, and maybe you know you grew up in maybe not the most progressive situation, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you know there was racism in your family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know the the the, the, the shit that happens. Then you get put in some neighborhood, right? And let's say it's an inner city neighborhood. So you're dealing with a lot of black and Hispanic kids, right? And so, you know, they're the ones that when shit like this happens, they're the ones throwing the bottles at your car. They're the ones doing all the bullshit. They're the guys that you're arresting day in, day out. Those are the guys that, you know, if they don't want to go back to jail, they'll be happy to fucking put a bullet in your head and get out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So now, now, now you're dealing with that. You develop a certain mentality, Right. Uh, then you will naturally begin to profile. That's what you're yeah. gonna do, right? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have a picture in your head of what a criminal looks like. So then you got someone that just you know again, let's say you're not the brightest guy and your perception is not the most sharp, right? Um, so you're gonna wind up harassing innocent people, mm-hmm. right? You may wind up killing them. You may wind up uh, uh, committing acts of violence against them. And I know a lot of people, man. I know, I know a lot of people that have dealt with things with the police, and they got fucked up. Right. But they we're, were not armed. They were not fighting. They were not doing anything well, like we're not that. Talking but, about, we're not talking about systematic racism. But wait. So what, so what I'm saying is that in their minds, in people's minds, that is a systematic form of race. It's not systematic in that it's ingrained into the policy of a police department. Because there you don't have systematic racism, right? But there's a difference between what's on the books and what actually happens. And if what actually happens 
is racism that is of the other kind. It's not a matter of policy, but it's a it's it's a personal thing. But you are an agent of the government, then it becomes systematic. And so what I'm seeing out there, and, and wait, 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 and, and I'm, I'm ju- I just started this 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 dialogue because I see a lot of things happening out there that don't make sense to me, and I'm sure they don't make sense to you, right? So you've got these mobs running around, angry people. They're you know, and this is not now. Now we're speaking specifically to the protests that have erupted over the, the killing of George Floyd. Yeah, the riots. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, the riots. I'll, I'll, I'll call it that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're you're burning black-owned businesses and you're looting places of, of people whose livelihoods you just ruined who had nothing to do with what happened to that man. So basically, you're attacking innocent people in this real form of indiscriminate rage, right? So that makes no sense to me because, it, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. And I'll have black people say to me, you know, you just don't understand. You don't understand because, you know, you don't live it. And I have to acknowledge that. I have to acknowledge that there's some perspective here that I don't see. And, and I'm, I'm going to give you a quick example, right? Because we're talking about that systematic racism. So if all these things happen to these people and you have to deal with racist cops. And, and when I remember when we spoke to, to Ricky the Hood Guru, mm-hmm. he had to deal with them on a regular basis. It wasn't an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. He was dealing with these things all the time, Right. I know what happens to a human mind when it's not heard. And this is a personal example, but I'm going to go with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put it in the context of relationships. And I don't know if you deal with this, right? I, I, I don't. But you're in a relationship with a woman and uh, you have an objection to something, mm-hmm. right? And you say, hey, you know what? I want to talk about something. I'm upset about X, Y, Z, right? And so maybe you want about two minutes of airtime, in order to state your case. Listen, I'm upset about this, blah, blah, blah. And five seconds into it, she's finishing sentences for you. She's talking over you. Do you, do you have you ever really experienced that? Not with all my right. wife, no. Okay. With, with, but, but other people, yes. All right, so let's take those other people, right? Mm-hmm. To not get anyone in trouble, right? But, mm-hmm. but, but you take those other people and they start talking over you or whatever, and they don't even know what you're trying to say before they're just back, 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 just, you know, just, just basically inserting their own thoughts into what you're trying to say. And so you were trying to express something that maybe would have led to some kind of a solution. But now, and I can tell you in my case, right, I'll start calm. I'll be like, no, 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 let me finish. What I'm trying to say is blah, 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 and then but what you're trying to say, no, no, I wasn't trying to say that. <laughs> I was trying to say this other thing. Oh, but then what you did, and, and you're like, no, 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 no. Here, just, just, just be quiet for a second, <laughs> and I'll be able to finish what I'm saying. And as you're telling them to be quiet, right, 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 it goes on. By the time that's done, right, by the time I, I can't state, I can't, I can't express what I'm going to express, I can tell you in my own case, maybe that's not yours, but I get fucking crazed. Oh, yeah, me too. I get fucking crazed. And so, and I remember I would even say by the time I'm done, I'm screaming like, what the fuck? I fucking, you know, and I can easily, easily see taking a metal pan and throwing it through a fucking window. Like, I, I get that crazed. Fucking smacking walls, you know, stuff like that. And then I say, look at you, look at you, you know, whatever. And then I'll say, you know what? I'm not saying that I'm rational right now. In fact, I'm acknowledging that I'm quite irrational. I could have been rational if you just fucking shut up for a second and listen to what I'm saying. But now I'm out of my fucking mind, right? I'm, I'm, I'm nuts. So that happens to me at a personal level. And, and then I would even tell that person, right, as all this was going on, I would say, if you've ever read a mediation uh, manual, 
how to mediate disputes, right? Here you are talking over me before I've even said what I'm going to say, but there is not a single mediation manual that will ever say, if someone's really angry and they're expressing themselves, tell them what to do, interrupt them, tell them to calm the fuck down, and everything will turn out okay. No, that's the last thing you're going to do, right? You don't insert your own views on someone who's trying to express their views to you, right? And so the explanation that has been given to me, now I just explained this very you know, personal thing, but now what I'm trying to say is this occurs collectively as well, mm-hmm. right? So you have all these people, and that's what I had been criticized of, right? When I'm criticizing the riots and what's going on, they would say to me, well, you don't go through this, you don't go through this experience, yet you can there sit there and pontificate and lecture us on what is right and what's wrong and the way you should do things or whatever, but they themselves may be in the state that I just described in the relationship example, right? And I, w- and I would readily admit, by the time I'm crazed and yelling and wanting to throw that pot through the fucking window, nothing productive is going to happen. At that point, it's not a strategy on my part. It's a reaction. Okay. I'm just reacting irrationally can, can I respond to, to a that high analogy? level of rage. Yeah, sure. In this analogy, you're talking about a specific person who's actually guilty. This specific person has wronged you or you have an issue with them um, that you are trying to express. And this particular person is not being responsive. So in that scenario, still wrong to throw a pot at them, but it's much more understandable. Not at them, at the window, but go ahead. (laughs) It's much more understandable because this is the actual perpetrator. If a black man kills my mother... For me to go on the street and find any innocent black kid and hurt him, I couldn't do it. I don't care how angry I was at black people, I could not do it. If you're doing this and you're doing it for three, four, five days, it's not about rage. It's something else. I, I disagree. I think, I think it is about rage. I do. I do. It's, it's the only explanation that makes sense to me. I'm not saying I justify it. Because it's ultimately unjustifiable. And I'm, and I'm going to say that with... And, the- and another thing, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but another thing is that there's no way you're going to tell me that in this day and age, black people are not being heard. There's no way. White people can't even have an opinion. I can't even state um, crime facts without being called a racist. So if there's anybody who's not being heard, it's other people. All right. Don't t- I mean, every time I turn, watch a movie, turn on a TV, you know, it's always about oppression of some black person. So please don't tell me that black people are not being heard. They're being heard. The issue is they're not listening to the response. Well, no, I, I might disagree with that. And I, I might agree with you in the sense of being heard and that they can express their their opinions. But I think it goes a little deeper in that I think what they're saying is. Okay, so maybe they're heard, but these issues are not getting resolved. Because there's nothing to resolve. There's uh, no there's no law I could pass to say, okay, once I sign this law, there will be no more racist cops who will bother black people. That's that but there therein but you know what? You hit it on the head, right? <laughs> therein lies the tricky part. And this is this is why I think it's such a complicated issue because I don't know that it's gonna be solved legally. It's not. You're, you're right about that, right? Because let's say you have the case of, of Floyd. So what law are you going to make up? Well, already this, this, this cop is being charged with third-degree murder. Right. So there is a law in place mm-hmm. to stop this kind of action. Mm-hmm. 
So I think a lot of people don't understand this, right? The, uh, so what is a legal solution going to be? An increased jail time? Okay. So let's say you give him that. Increased jail time, right? So he's not just going to do a year. He has to do 10 no matter what. 10 fucking years. Mm-hmm. Is that going to stop this from occurring? I don't believe so. Because I don't think this is so much a legal issue. And I think people get confused. This is a, a, a social psychological issue which is always always a trickier thing and then in our case i think what makes it even trickier is that there's two sides to it right it's it's yes there is a component and a very real component of racism among police officers or other agents of the government or other types of of people uh perpetrated against black people in which the color of, of your skin is being used as a as a evidence or a marker for criminality, right? So because you're black or because you're not white, then you must therefore be morally, you know, bankrupt in some way. And that is a, a, a real problem. So that's the one half of it, right? And then on the other side, you do have in the black community a high level of violence, a high level of criminality, uh, an, an overrepresentation of such. Right. And let's keep it real. Right. I mean, if we're really going to keep it real, if someone says, hey, I'm going to go into a black neighborhood, it's a it's a predominantly black neighborhood. Now, granted, I've been in great black neighborhoods. Right. Uh, Middle class. Everything's cool. Everything's quiet. Everyone's decent. Shit is clean, you know, so on and so forth. And then I've been in ones that are not great. Right. And you I'm sure you could say the same of white neighborhoods. Right. Uh, and, and, and we're going to talk about uh, something that you just went through recently on, on, on Facebook, right? But, you know, you, you can go into white neighborhoods that are, you know, terrible places to be. Or let's say you're a black person and you're in some fucking redneck shithole, you know, where they're just, you know, a bunch of inbred fucking morons. And they see a black person there and, you know, the fucking posse is going to come out. You know, that exists as well. Um, but in the black community, you do have uh, an issue with, with, with criminality. And so what happens is you have these cops going into these places uh, and they have a certain kind of mindset going into it because of you know, the experiences they have. And so that's the other end of it. And when you combine those two things, right. you, know, and that's you what, have that, a real that's problem. That's what I'm saying, that, that, that the black community is not listening to that. They're shutting down any discussion about that. You're a racist, you're white, you should have no opinion. And, and so the problem is never going to get solved. If right. you don't start listening to each other, the problem, if you want me to listen to you and hear your, 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 your stories all day about how, how you've been um, you know, treated because you're black, you got to hear my story too. Right. And you can't, yep. if you don't want me to negate your story, you can't negate my story. And therein lies the problem because emotions then are going to run really high, right? And then you, you to make it even more complicated... Right. So you just hit me with a with a bunch of stats. Right. And they were accurate stats. Right. You can't argue the these statistics. Then you have the issue of you are going to have that racist white guy who is just dying to bust out these same stats to prove that black people are bad. Right. But and, you can and, say and, the same thing about black. That's races. right. That's right. You know, the black that's Israelites, abso- uh, they'll uh, bust out the, the, the stats right. about slavery no, and, and no, the South and no, the Civil War. No doubt, no doubt about it. Just like just like you're going to have the black guy who's a lowlife, right, getting arrested all the time, shooting people all the time, you know, fucking killing kids in schoolyards and crossfire because of fucking gang disputes. All the bullshit that makes life, you know, hard in these areas 
And then when he gets arrested, oh, you're a racist. Right. You're a racist cop. It's racism. No, it's not racism. It's the fact that you have a fucking loaded 9mm and you popped off a few shots last week and we fucking found you. <laughs> right? So, but, but, but that guy is the counter to the white guy that I just described. So then you're going to have the white guy that busts out these stats and says all these things. And he's really using these events to legitimize what really deep down inside is his racism. Is, is just real legitimate racism. Right? Or... You're going to have the lowlife on the other end from the inner city who uses the police harassment uh, uh, because he's out there acting up all the but time would, and doing would, fucking foolishness. I would think that the latter it, is more prominent than the former. You're now, saying that, that... There's way more black criminals who cry racism than there are, you know, straight-up racist white guys who are looking to just destroy black people. Mm, I don't know about destroy black people, but I believe that there is a significant number of them that I use grew, that to legitimize, to legitimize we racism. Didn't have, we didn't have conversations around the table about black people. We just didn't. Okay? My mother and my father didn't tell me how I should think about black people. Whatever views I have about black people, I learned here in America. Just going to public school, getting beat up, being called a white boy. That's my story. Mm. You know, you, you, your, your wife has, has her story about, um, you know, about being discriminated. Hey, you know what? I was beat up in school for being a white boy, and I was beat up in my neighborhood for being a speck. <laughs> so, so does she want to be me? Nobody wants to be you. Exactly. That's a fucking... So, so you know, we, we've all got our struggles. Bigfoot you know, and conspiracy and a, all I that. Have a friend, I, I, I have a friend who, who called me yesterday. She said exactly the same thing. You don't know my struggle. Now, this is a woman, she's a black woman, this is a woman that, as long as I've known her, she's probably made more money than me, okay? She didn't have an advanced degree, she didn't have any more experience than I did, she was an intelligent person like I am, but she's a woman and she's black, and according to the narrative, I should be making more money than her, okay? So I, I told her about my struggle, what I had, what I had to go through with, with, uh, with, my, uh, with my business, I says, you're living fine. I'm struggling, and I'm white. So everybody has a struggle. You know, I'm, nobody welcomes me with open arms because I'm white. Most people don't think I'm white. Most people think I'm Hispanic. So I haven't, I haven't had, I had this one guy on YouTube said, um, you're not Italian. Because on YouTube, I have, like, pictures of my wife and me when we got married and whatever. And he's like, you're not Italian. And I said, what do you mean I'm not Italian? He goes, stop lying. You're not Italian. You're, you're mixed with black. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm 100% Italian. And then I, t- I took a DNA test and I gave him the, the b- breakdown. Oh and, and you, he, you proved it to him. And he, you see, and, you and, see. And he, still, and, he, and he still didn't believe me. <laughs> now, I, I've had to go through this when I was in the Army and I was stationed down south. But in New York, you know, once you say I'm Italian and they say, oh, okay. And then they get to know you. They're like, yeah, you really are a guinea. You know, but, um, you know, I, I, so everybody has a struggle. What I'm saying is that, you know, aside from having to deal with the police and, and you brought up, you know, about the criminality in, 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 the, in, in, the, uh, in the black neighborhoods leading to um, uh, profiling mixed in with, you know, possibly some uh, white cops that are racist um, leading to that. That's a different issue. OK, but everything else, as far as, you know, um, uh, excelling in the corporate world or in the business world, starting your own business, um, there's very little things that, that, that are going to hold back um, a black person. Yeah. So, you know, 
tying it all back now to the to, to the reactions and the you know and the and the you know the looting and the burning and the destruction um, going on, you know, uh, very unfortunate thing and and. You know, my black friends tell me, uh, as as I already mentioned, you know, this is really a function of, of the rage and of, of people who just feel unacknowledged. Um, and so they act out this way. And, you know, the opinion that I that I give, I'm really not being patronizing. I'm not trying to put myself on any kind of moral pedestal or whatever. But, you know, I use this as an opportunity to try to teach, especially my older son, about things and about life in general and about, you know, stuff that's going on. And, and he's very angry about what happened to, uh, to Mr. Floyd. Um, and, you know, as a parent, I will say, and, and I believe this to be the truth here, right? Because I think a lot of uh, my black friends misinterpret my reaction of me just sort of standing in judgment and be like, well, what are you going to loot? Why are you going to do all that stuff? You know, I, I understand that they see that as a simplistic attitude. And, and, and I agree. And that's immature. Right? That's, that's, that's well, but no, 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 no. That's immature. No, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm not going to say that. The, the, right? the fool rejects um, uh, criticism. That's yeah, but, but they right, right, but they just they just say that my attitude is simplistic, and I understand what they're saying. But there's also a bottom line component to this, right? And I'm just going to say what I teach my kids, right? What I teach them is violence is a very, very tricky thing, right? Uh, and I also tell them the same thing about sex. And there is a parallel between the two, right? In that, sometimes it's, it's what is called for, right? Sometimes violence is necessary. Sometimes sex is ne- necessary, right? Two different things, each, each appropriate in their different situations. And to be skilled in either one of those arts is not a liability, to to navigate your well through your your way through either one of those scenarios well is an important life skill to have but in both those cases if you wield those skills irresponsibly if you act upon any of those impulses irresponsibly you tend to wind up in a bad situation so when you have regardless of what your moral imperative is when you have unrestrained violence, so you may be legitimately enraged over the treatment of your people and, and, and the systematic racism, which I acknowledge exists and is a problem, right? But if you then start lashing out against people that have nothing to do with your problem, including your own people, including people that are both your people and your supporters, and then you just dismiss it as, oh, well, we were mad and, you know, that's part of it, right? You, you should understand that's, that, that's part of it. You know, as true as that may be, it's not going to wind up anywhere good. If you if you know anything about life, you're going to have to know that indiscriminate violence is going to create more problems than it solves. Because once you get enough collateral damage involved, what could have been an ally now becomes enemy. an enemy. And the more enemies you have against your cause, uh, the more problematic it's, it's going to be, Right. I'm not in any way, shape, or form condoning uh, uh, submissiveness, but, you know, I had a a conversation with my son, and he was, you know, sort of, in a sense, supporting the looters, right? He's 13 years old, so he's, you know, he's still young, but he's like, yeah, well, you know, they're mad, and maybe now people will learn, maybe now these cops will learn not to mess with black people. That was his logic, right? 
um, understandable, right? He's young and, and, and he's emotional at this point, and that's, that, that's completely understandable, right? But then what I said to him was like, okay, let's, let's go with that, right? So, and then, you know, I was telling him about due process and, you know, the law and go like, in reference to the cop, he's saying, well, they should just, they should just kill that cop. Just fucking kill him, right? Just hang him, just, 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 just crucify him, right? And I'm like, well, okay, then who makes that decision? He says, well, what do you mean? I said, well, who decides who, who dies and who lives? If you're going to kill someone for, you know, doing something wrong or if you're just going to get them or you're going to retaliate or you're going to lash out, who do you go against? I said, because when you're talking about these rioters or these looters, they're not going after the guilty parties. So, so let, let me even give you that much, right? You're not going after the guilty parties. They're not going after Chauvin. They're not going after the police officer specifically who was involved. So what does the owner of the auto zone have to do with what happened to Chauvin, right? That's indiscriminate violence, right? Not that I would condone going after the officer, but in the very least, you could say, well, at least you're targeting that violence toward a specific person responsible for the problem. For you to just lash out at anything that's available, I understand the anger, I understand the rage, but... I don't you, understand it. And, and by saying you understand it, you're giving quarter to it. I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, no, because, you, look, yes, look, yes. Uh, I'm going to give Would you, you, okay, so, so, if, if, wait, 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 hold if, on, hold if, on, if, 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 if one of the white people that were killed, if their family member now went out and indiscriminately killed black people, you would, you would say, I understand it? I understand the impulse, I don't agree with it, but I understand, and here's what I'm trying to say no, to you, right? If we're understanding wait, 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 hold it, on. you were giving quarter to No, 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 yes, I'm not, no, yes. so maybe we're having, wait, wait, hold on, you're, giving, hold on. you're, you're sub subliminally giving quarter to it. Maybe we're having a semantics. Okay. Maybe we're having a. It's 2020. Hold on. Maybe okay. we're maybe we're having a semantics problem over here. What I'm saying to you is, if a bunch of dudes in blue hats gang raped you, right, when you were 12, uh, and you know they escaped or whatever, blah blah blah, and now you have this reaction every time you see someone in a blue hat. And maybe one day, you know, you arm yourself because you're all traumatized and shit. And some guy in a blue hat, you know, you bumped into him a little bit. And he's like, hey, what the fuck's your problem? And you shoot him, right? Certainly, I agree that you need to pay for that shooting. Uh, we can't have you running around shooting people in blue hats. We just can't fucking have that, right? But do I understand why you did that? I do. I, I would you're, understand. You're, 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 you're traumatized. About, you're not talking about a normal person. You're talking about someone who's traumatized. Right. So if you're telling me that the entire black race is traumatized, then we should have nothing to do with them. Well, but hold, <laughs> wait, 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 no, 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 no. But hold on, hold on, hold on. So, is that so, what you're telling me? No, I'm that not. That at any given moment, any black person may lash out at me. Nope, nope. So, okay. so hang, hang on a so, second, because <laughs> this brings us to another issue, right? <laughs> you were showing me a video of some people in Newark, Right. right? So it's a black community in Newark, and they were protesting the George Floyd shooting, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and they were peaceful. Mm -hmm. And you had this woman, right? And she was like a, you know, a black woman. I mean, she's, you know, l l let's keep it real. She was, she was hood, right? Mm -hmm. You saw the way she spoke or whatever. You know, she was thorough, mm -hmm. right? And here she is respecting these police officers, telling people these, these, these cops are here to protect us. They're here to stop, you know, crazy shit from going on. But we are here to protest what happened. Protest and rioting are not the same. But what? Thing. No, and I, I didn't say they were. But you're saying, oh, the entire black community. Is whoa, 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 that's the analogy you gave me. No, no, no. That's no, the analogy no. you gave me. Let me let me talk. Let me talk. 
So you're saying, oh, but the entire black community is traumatized? And I'm saying, no, not the entire black community, right? Because these people doing all the looting and shit or whatever, at the end of the day, they are a minority even within the black community. I don't see calls from the entire black community for looting. No, but you're, I hear a lot of people in the black community saying, I understand it. So, and I'm never going to understand people attacking and killing in innocent people. I'm never going to understand it. And I'm never going to agree with it. Ever. To, me, me neither. Me neither. And I, I will oh, never give whoa, whoa, whoa. any quarter. I'm never going to. And, 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 let, and let's be, and, and you know, I think you did a disservice by, by using that analogy. Because there are a lot of black people who are not um, uh, traumatized by slavery or by racism. Okay. You know, there's a lot There's a lot of black people who are uh, protecting the police. There, there are a lot of black Republicans and black conservatives who are saying exactly what I'm saying. So and they're called Uncle Toms. They're beaten up. They're made fun of. So this is not about trauma. Okay? Yes, it I'm is. Sure, I'm sure there's. Of course, some, it's about trauma. Hang on, I don't believe that a majority of people that are writing right now are writing because of of, of, of trauma. That's bullshit. I do. Okay. Um, I disagree uh, with you uh, there. Okay. You might have a a a minority of people in that community that might legitimately be traumatized. If they've come into contact with police one too many times and they've, they've had a bad example, I mean, they've had a bad um, experience. That's now. my only point. But that's not your point. Because yes, it you're, is. You're, th these riots are happening all over. Right. And you're saying that I have to understand it. And the analogy that you use is a guy who got gang raped by five, by five guys in blue hats. Right. Okay. Um, we're not talking about one guy here. We're talking about an entire race of people with different experiences, different personalities, and... But so you the tell me but the, I'm the supposed entire, to be afraid of being a the, brown the black people because well, at any point they're going to flip out from trauma. But the entire black race is not rioting. They're not, but but who are the ones that are rioting? And a minority. Where, where, where right? And where, the ones who got raped by the people in the and, blue hats. And so you, you know, so you symbolically. Think, so so you think all these people that are rioting are are suffering from trauma? I would have to think so. I would I would I would have. To and then think what so. about and then what about the people that are condoning it or? Half condoning it by saying, I understand it. You know what I'm saying? I understand um, it. Mm, mm, mm. Of, the people, you know, of, so, the, of the people that I know that speak that way, they have been traumatized. Like, I, I'm thinking of specific people in my own social circle that have dealt with police brutality incidents that have left them with, with that mindset. And I, you, we must make the distinction, right? And me saying I understand it, right? And I've and I've run into this problem in my life many times, right? Like sometimes, uh, and, and even with my wife, right? Let's say we're talking about a strategic issue, right? So sometimes in the workplace, things get Machiavellian, right? Mm -hmm. You have somebody from another department that's literally plotting your destruction and trying to mm -hmm. get you out, and you're at war with them or whatever, mm -hmm. blah blah blah, you know. And sometimes her, me, you know, her and I get into it because I I always try to look at it from the point of view of that other person, mm -hmm. not because I support them. No, not, you, not, you, not, you're doing what my wife does. It's called uh, playing devil's advocate. And, right, and you and you strategize. And it can be annoying. Uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you being the maniac you are, I could. No, but, but you know, and and my and I and I always have to explain to them. I said, listen, listen. You, you got to understand because then she'll argue with me, and you know, and it gets contentious, and then she accuses me of having a point of view that I actually don't have. Mm. But I always try to get into uh, the other person's head, and this might, might even be the martial artist in me, mm. right? Uh, because I've I've fought I've fought and I've fought mm -hmm. some pretty hard fucking fights and you know a lot of physical trauma and a lot of psychological shit you know and I will tell her I said listen to me I said this is a skill you should always develop I said let's say 
you look at someone and say, I am going to kill you. I'm going to fucking destroy you. That's a legitimate goal. Maybe there's a person that you need to destroy. Even then, that person whose demise you are actively planning, you should take a moment and try to see things from their point of view. If for no other reason than to be able to devise a good strategy with which to ultimately destroy that person. Because if you can think the way they think, then you can figure out how you're going to defeat them. But before you do that, if you get so caught up with like, fuck him, and he's an asshole, and he's a fucking, blah, 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 you know, and, and that's what I would argue with my wife. I'm like, I, you know, I would say when you're doing that, that type of thinking is not going to get you anywhere. Before you go into how much of a fucking asshole he is or whatever, I understand that. That might be the reason that you're planning that person's demise in the first place. But you should always take a moment to get outside of yourself. And even if that other person holds a point of view that you consider unreasonable, as I do in the case of looting and destruction and wanton, you know, uh, uh, violence, still, you still have to sort of step, step back. And try to figure out why that is. I know just for a moment. I, I know it's not trauma. Is they know they can get away with it. Mm, I don't think it's if, that simple. If, if, if they were shooting them, I disagree. If they were shooting them. There wouldn't be any riots. Trust me. Okay. Uh, um, I disagree. People, yell, people, people. The white kids would go away. People. <laughs> they'd be fucking gone. No, no. Yeah. The, you know, people. It, you know, I hate to make this analogy, but. You know, it's like a child. You know, the more you um, uh, encourage or the more you don't discourage, the, the more they're going to do of that. Okay. Right. So if every time you yell racism, I, you know, jump up and, you know, and, oh, oh I'm sorry. You know, then, then every time they get a wild hair up their ass, that's what they're going to do. What happened in this case was egregious. Nobody, nobody was supporting this cop. Nobody. This is not like the Eric Gardner case. This is not like the Arbery case. This is unlike anything. This is not even like Rodney King. This is not like uh, uh, nothing that I've seen probably in my lifetime. In 24 hours, the cop was. All the cops were fired. In four days, this cop was was charged with manslaughter. The system worked, and there was still riots. And now you're telling me. That black people are so traumatized that I that it's the dangerous rioter. to be it's the dangerous rioter. to be around them. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I you know, and, and in that because we we have to now wrap up our episode. But in that, we're going to have to uh, agree to disagree on that point. I guess in your case, you're saying that they're doing it because they can, right? Right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and in, it's not in, about trauma. Trust and, me. And, and in in in, in my <laughs> they're case, angry. I'll agree that they're angry. Right. They're frustrated. Right. You see, you see one of your own being treated like that. You want to, you know, you want to lash out. That's my point. But as a fifty-year-old, civilized, educated man, I've been educated by liberals to, that who have told me that that's wrong. That I cannot discriminate against. I cannot profile a, a, a black person just because another black person did, did X Y Z. But now you're doing it, and you're telling me, yeah, but I understand it when they do it. When you do it, it's racism. When they do it, it's understandable. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying... Uh, well, look, I'm not saying look, you're doing it. I'm not saying you're saying it. But, I'm saying that, that, that there's some people who, who, who do But even, even, let's say, the racist white person. Right. And, and with that, we're going to have to wrap this up, right? But let's say you have a racist white person that had bad experiences, experiences with black people. So right. then they become racist. Is it right? No, it's not fucking right. 
Uh, I mean, ultimately, you have to acknowledge that it's right. wrong. But do I understand? But yeah. I, don't, I don't know anybody who's ever said I understand the racist white guy. Ever. I do. Ever. You. But I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about, in general, the society at large never understands. We're talking about me. <laughs> no, you know. Never, uh, uh, never understands that. Okay. Um, you know, I, I know we got to wrap it up. I, I want to talk about some other statistics. You know, out of wedlock births, black abortions. You know, ah, abortions, come on, come on. You know, Fuck out of here. All, all the negative, all the negative stats. We could do that on the next episode. All the negative stats are piled high in the in the black community. We can, you know what? And and and, and to finish it off, you know, we we spoke about this as another podcast about African blacks and West Indian blacks. Despite all the things that your wife went through, your wife is West Indian, correct? Yep. Okay. Despite all the things that your your wife has gone through. She makes a good living. She she's not out there rioting, and she's a decent person. Right. She's West Indian. Yep. And I can say the same thing about many Black um, Africans who come to this country. They go to school. They get educated. They're working for CPA firms. They open up their business, own business. They're, they're my clients. Um, but in the American Black community, they're not as successful. And you're telling me that it's because of systematic racism, quote unquote. Not well, buying it. All right. Well, we'll 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 continue that in the future, and we'll uh, agree to disagree on that. And at least uh, what we can agree on uh, is the egregiousness of of the immediate situation. What happened uh, with with Mr. Floyd? Um, you know, it remains to be seen how this is going to play out. Whether uh, justice is truly served, I I hope for everyone's sake that it is. Uh, and with that. We end this episode of Naked Subjects with Gerardo, Giuseppe, and Platano, and we'll catch you all next time. Peace.